0: Look at that hiccup right there out the gate. You go away for a week, you have a hiccup right out the gate. But we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Ruffino. God, it's good to be back, y'all. It is good to be back. We do got a lot to talk about. SEC Media Days, Ed Orgeron and LSU shine. We're back. And we're ready to go. So we do have a lot to get into tonight. I'm going to talk a lot of LSU football. Guys, we're right here. August the 6th, we'll be here before you know it, and that is the start of LSU football camp, so really looking forward to that. Going to talk a lot about Ed Orgeron. Going to talk some Austin Douglas, Derek Stingley. What are some key takeaways? If you missed it today, we'll talk a lot about that. Also, as we do, as we've incorporated, this is the third week of Rudy Poo of the Week, so at the end of the show, put in your bids for Rudy Poo of the week, also Greg Sankey, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, talks about something big, something very, very big about the SEC and related to COVID. We will touch on that as well. But before we get started, guys, we got to get back to the comments. I've missed each and every one of you. We had a good vacation, very chilled, relaxed, and relaxing all cool and shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Uh, but it is good. To be back and to see all you guys. Ryan Gidry says, let's go. Blaine Smith says, fill me in on what O had to say. A media day that we will do. Uh, Joseph says, let's go. So does Bob, Shannon, Mark, and Stefan. Uh, Craig Schilling says, and we are live. So, guys, it really is good to be back. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what LSU, uh, the takeaways from LSU. Had a lot of people, uh, look. There are some things that I've said over the last couple months we'll talk, We'll touch on. A lot of people are now saying, I wasn't crazy. You have this feeling, too. But let's pay some bills around this thing and none better than our good friends over at GM Varno & Sons and BetOnline, and we'll get this thing going. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. With over 63 years of experience, I know that GM will do a great job. In service for you today. Go see them at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. You break down the side of the road, they will come and assist you with all of your needs. And our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about betonline, and now that it's here, get your bets in right now. NBA Finals Game 6 is tomorrow. Also, you have a lot of bets that Bet Online is pushing out. Where do you think that Damian Lillard's going? Get all of your SEC picks. Get all of your picks. Who's going to be the NFL MVP? Who's going to win a national title? You can do all of that over at betonline.ag. Do it now before it's too late. Again, it's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. Guys, I might might scroll through a lot of the comments because it's just been... um, I miss you guys. Uh, I will tell you when the beat dropped... Tonight, um, I kind of got some chills. Uh, but let's start off here. Plain Smith says Jalen Sheed gone because, quote-unquote, homesick, uh, shaking my head. Yeah, there were some reports, I, what I've been told, some false reports about Jalen Sheed, about Nolan, a recruit that LSU was trying to get. Look, he worked out for a day. He went home. We saw that a couple times. And, guys, the, the truth is, I know a lot of people are saying this, about LSU in general, that this is an LSU problem. Guys, there's only been two players that have done that. Jalen Cheat is one of them. Um, but there has been some individuals that have gotten to college and said, gotten into a workout and said, look, this ain't for me, dog. This SEC running stadiums is not for me. Um, but that separates. You know, there's an interesting thing that we always talk about with parents and their kids. Parents always say, my, my kid can play at LSU. Ting. My son can play quarterback, wide receiver, running back, defensive back, linebacker, defensive end at the University of Louisiana State. That's how they talk. But the truth is, guys, playing in the SEC, playing college football is not for the weak. It's not for the weak-minded. That's for damn sure. But we do uh, uh, really wish Jalen Sheed uh, uh good luck. I mean, he was only a Tiger for a day, but the sucky thing about that is, and I I wonder if LSU can find a way to maybe put in a a bid with the SEC saying a kid that, look, a kid only came here once. They're going to have to fix this, man. If you're going to give leniency, here's one thing about the SEC and the transfer portal and and all these other things that kind of drive me nuts. If you're going to give leniency to the player, you better give leniency to the university. If a kid doesn't just shows up for a day in summer and then doesn't go out through a season, why are we counting that? It was one of the 25 spots. LSU should be able to go and sign another kid in the transfer portal if they wanted to. That's just my take. That's just my thoughts on that. But Jalen Sheed um, is back. Uh, Tim Gray says, it's been a minute, but I'm back. It's good to see you, Tim. It's good to see you. As you can see, one of my my fellow classmates is I'm wearing the Franklinton. Let me take the comment down. The Franklinton baseball uh, the good T as Coach T and Clay Tajon uh, gave me some good uh, merch. So, if you're a high school coach, no merch is going to be cleaner than this. I'm just going to let you know right now. Coach Tajon over at Franklinton uh, helping a brother out. Good, great, great coach, the GOAT, Coach Coach Jeff Tajon with the merch. Uh, I do got to say this. One of uh, me and Tim's um, classmates and a, a guy that I played football with, Ruben Anthony, um, Tragically passed away this past week. Um, to all the Anthony family, uh, we were thinking about you and praying for you guys. And I hate seeing that. Um, Bear Granger, concha Granger says, "I smooth Miss Coach o and uh, today." Well, let's let's talk about that. Let's start there. Look, I was really, really, really impressed by Ed Orsron today. I was also extremely impressed by Austin Deculus. You know, Derek Stingley Jr. is a guy that. Look, let's call it what it is. He's he, he is a leader by his actions on the field. He is not necessarily a leader that's gonna get vocal. Now he will at times, from what I hear. But he is a vocal, he's not a vocal leader. He's a guy who's gonna get the interceptions. He's gonna do it by his play. Austin Deculus was pretty impressive today and gave us uh look, we've been talking about this for months. And something that I've been trying to say about this offensive line for months, everybody from a national perspective or from the South's perspective, asked Ed Orgeron, asked Austin Deculus the same question. Hey, look, you guys have a lot of experience. Now that I'm watching film, I think that this O-line is going to be pretty decent. You guys have a lot of cohesiveness. Interesting that that was said today at SEC Media Days. Huh, who's been saying that? The O-line stinks. The O-line doesn't stink for LSU. I think Ed put a perfect, uh, his perfect spin on it about what to believe uh, this season kind of trends like. I said it has a 2019 feel to it. He says 2018, but I don't think that he's wrong with that. There are a lot of unknowns. But I do think that Ed knows more about what he did in the in this season than he did in 2018. You do have two good quarterbacks. Excuse me. You do have two good quarterbacks that you can play. I've been bad on Miles. I've said that I want Max Johnson, and I understand that. But let's not act like Miles can't go out there and, and rip that thing because he can. Max Johnson is going to be your guy. People, Matt Trent, who we've had on the show, WBRZ, try to pull it out of Austin Deculis. He said, "Look, we, you know, we, we both of them are great leaders, but Max is separating himself from the locker room. That's not a question anymore." We talk about this QB battle. We talk about a battle. Ed kind of confirmed today uh, who his quarterback's going to be, and not so many words being Max Johnson. Um, one thing that I was really and Ed clarified again today is is something that we mentioned about two or three weeks ago about the safeties at LSU. He talked about major Burns, the Georgia a guy from Louisiana, a guy that committed to Georgia now back at LSU and is immediately eligible. Mike Jones, who Mike Jones. Guys, you have a lot of depth at LSU, and I would expect some guys to transfer. Todd Harris, your fourth-fifth-year senior, you better get moving. Major Burns is here. Derek Davis, the kid from Pennsylvania, the recruit, a midterm graduate. Mason Smith is another guy that Ed talked about today. A lot of these younger guys are making big-time strides and big-time leaps. It does have that 2018-19 and feel. When you have guys like Jamar Chase, Terrace Marshall, that are coming in and giving you good minutes, you might see some freshmen that come out here and do some big things. Major Burns and Jay Ward are going to be your starting safeties, something we've mentioned over the last month. Jay Ward, and and it kind of clarifies – to what we've been saying about what Devontae Jones wants to do. If you can't cover, you will not play. Let me repeat that. If you can't cover, you will not play in this all, in this defense, period, point blank. Interesting to hear, Ed, and you kind of got a little bit – see, Ed, you know, Mike Dettillier says this all the time, and something I fully agree with him on. If you listen to what Ed Orsron says – he peels the onion back for you. He pulls back the curtain. He doesn't give you the whole audition, but he's going to give you the, the you know, what do they call those in the movie? The trailer. He's going to give you the trailer. And a lot of times, that's going to give you a better look and even more than a trailer. Dan near reads a whole chapter for you if you listen to him and just open up your ears and what he's saying. But Ed confirmed today with that barring injury on some of these, Major Burns and Jay Ward will be your starting safeties. Um... Let's get to a couple of these comments. Uh, Brian says, um, yeah, we'll do the Rudy Poos at the end. Darren says, welcome back, Blake. So does Florence and uh, Peyton, or Patton, says, Blake, we got to talk a little baseball. Jay and the guys are killing it in recruiting. Again, something we've talked about. Jay Johnson is going to bring a football mentality into recruiting, into into LSU baseball. It's something that... Here's what I want to say. I got a lot of pushback and a lot of criticism about. I don't want to say bashing Nolan Kane, but just in my opinion, telling it like it was. Now you understand what recruiting looks like at LSU when you're out there doing it, and you had to have a cohesive unit that's out there recruiting. Jay Johnson's also getting uh, talked to. A, I've talked to a couple baseball coaches here locally. He's making a good connections with a lot of local baseball coaches. That's huge in recruiting. Uh Aaron, I see you're Rudy Pooh of the week. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh Nookie says all the Yahoo sports gang are Rudy Pooh. Yeah. I mean, Pete Thammel, guys, I mean, come on. I mean, and then so le- let me say this. And I did not go out and and talk to him before the show like he's requested. So I'm just going to leave it here at the moment. Don't like, you know, I go on vacation for a week and the Rudy Pooh shit just keeps happening, right? Like, it just keeps happening. There are ways you can use words to manipulate them. And when Ed said, look, right now I'm not making a comment on the Title IX stuff. Guys, he's being sued. He's not going to make a comment. you got individuals, you have individuals that are not from here and can give two shits about LSU. Guys, they don't care. I, I mean, I, I feel like because a lot of these guys aren't on the air or aren't doing interviews and stuff like that, that people just believe that I'm making this up. Did you hear them today in the SC, in SEC media days? And did you not see them on Twitter? manipulating ed's words so from a national perspective if you're not watching sec media days you don't understand what ed's really said or what he really talked about you know we had the the thing for me you know as i reflected all last week the thing for me that i wanted to focus more on and what we will focus more on is we're going to talk more about football. The Rudy pooh when it needs to be addressed, we will address it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't stop. The one thing that I thought that coming back I would be able to do is say, let's just let the Rudy poo shit go for a while and let's talk some LSU. But we can't. Stop manipulating words because we have 207 people watching us live right now. And other and – Thousands of others that will listen to us from the podcast and rewatches and all that stuff. Our platform is just as big as yours, dog. So, stop using the Rudy Poo stuff about Ed Orgeron. Let it play out. We're back. <laughs> uh, Keith says, ask Blake, is Mike Jones going to be a safety? So, um, Ed Orsron, if you missed it, Ed Orsron talked about two guys defensively. One, we've talked about Major Burns, who will, sh- will be on the opposite side of Jay Ward. Mike Jones was the other guy that Ed Orsron said he's really, really, really looking forward. Who? Mike Jones, who he's really fo- looking forward to in this defense. Guys, again, go look down big boards in uh, the, for the NFL draft. Mike Jones is a guy that... Some people project because he can play nickel safety, because he can play nickel linebacker, because he can play in the inside, and something that he wants to prove. Mike Jones wants to prove that he can play linebacker, inside linebacker, middle linebacker, and go into the next level. Guys, a lot like Jabril Cox did. A guy that if you absolutely needed him to, a guy that we've seen. Here's a crazy thing about Mike Jones and how Clemson let him go I have no idea. We have film and we have seen we have seen Mike Jones line up in the slot as a linebacker running with receivers at 230 pounds. If that's not Isaiah Simmons-ish, who is also at Clemson, I don't know what to t- that's LaRon Landry-ish. But in today's game, when you have a guy that can play safety but has a body that can play. Guys, we remember Isaiah Simmons. Let's talk about a little bit about the 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 type of guys that Brent Venables recruits. He gets guys like Isaiah Simmons. He gets guys like Mike Jones. Guys that can play. Isaiah Simmons played in the box the entire LSU game in 2000, well, it's technically in 2020, but in the 20 uh, 2019 National Title game. Mike Jones is a, a is the I don't mean this in a wrong way. He's everything that Jacoby Stevens should have been. He's everything that that LSU wanted Jacoby Stevens to be. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but he is. He will not play safety. uh, Kevin, I said Keith, sorry. Kevin, he will not play uh, uh, safety. He might have some instances where it looks like he's playing safety, but his premier uh, position will be in that linebacker spot. Uh, Stefan says, "Looking like you about to call a big uh, a you're about to call a big third and goal on the fourth down and five, and, with a fresh shirt on the and the hat combo. If you're talking about that, yeah, I mean look, man, I got to give it up to Coach Tajon, bro. Uh, both Coach Tajons, um, hooking me up with with some uh, Franklinton merch, baby. You know, look, you're gonna hit me up with some merch. I don't wear the LSU merch as as much." Uh, I do during the post-game shows, if you guys remember those, that we'll get, which I'm really looking forward to. Uh, forward to. Um, but, yeah, you're going to hit me with the fresh merch. We're going to push it, baby. Uh, Blake Doucette says, Austin going to break the most games played for, by an LSU player. That shows dedication. Yeah, that's something interesting Ed talked about today. I, I, look, I've said this multiple times. Uh, during this off season, there's nothing that Austin Deculus has not seen in college football. There's no el- el- elaborate schemes or blitzes or what a defensive is a defensive end going to line up at the five technique. Is he going to be outside? Is he going to shade in? Is he going to uh, is he going to pinch? Is he going to go? Is he going to loop? Is he going to try to contain? There's absolutely nothing that Austin Deculus hasn't seen. That helps out Jason Hines, who has experience. That helps out Liam uh, Shanahan, who has experience. That helps out uh, uh, – and hypothetically, look, let's just say that you have some shuffling uh, on the O-line. That helps a younger guy like Anthony Bradford, who has all the talent in the world, but if he doesn't know what's coming, and Austin – guys, I'm telling you, the one thing in all of football – DBS is one of them that you can't, that, that absolutely needs communication. I would make the argument, absolutely make the argument outside of Corbeck, So let's throw him out of there. O line is the number one thing that you have to have communication and experience because if there's something you haven't seen, and especially something you haven't seen on film, it can really hurt you. They're going to have that with Austin Deculus. I like the vocalness of Austin Deculus. Guys, I'm telling you, I, I I have this feeling inside my bones. I don't know the rest of the Justin Timberlake song there. um, But I have this – look, and even Ed was asked about the Mississippi State game. It's going to be a bloodbath. I'm telling you that coaches inside that staff – I am promising you this. Coaches and players inside that staff, they say that they're not pissed off. That's a lie. You can feel – you can feel the energy. You can feel the momentum. Don't be surprised if you look up at the end of the season at LSU's eleven and one. I'm telling you now. Don't and also don't be surprised if we look up at the end of the season. LSU's nine and three. Let's call it what it is. I saw uh our good friend um C King. Yeah, there he is. C. King from Talking Tiger Sports uh Facebook group says Coach O knows. What uh, what he has, and I like it. That is one thing. You know, C brings up an interesting point here. He does know. It feels like Ed does have a better understanding of his team than he did all of last year. Like, and and that's not that's not even close. Ed wasn't stuttering. Ed wasn't mumbling. He was. You know, when's the last time you heard it? And I don't mean this in a negative way. When's the last time you've heard of Ed on press conference when he's not mumbling and bumbling? It was 2019. Like a locked in Ed Orgeron is what you saw today. You don't. You didn't. This isn't meaning anything to T. Bob and Jacob and because I I like their show. They do a great job at off the bench. You're not getting what you got today on the radio. You're not getting that on a podcast. The Ed Orgeron you saw today was focused. The Ed Orsran you saw today didn't misspeak or didn't misquote. He knew guys' names off the top. They asked him a question. Boom. He was ready to go. You know. Something interesting, too, that Ed talked about was the running back position. Um, He feels something. And and, and something else that we've had a lot of discussion about is the simple fact of what does Jake Peaks want to do? And, look, I'm telling you right now, LSU is going to get back to running the RPOs, and they want to run the football. They want to pound the rock. You can say what LSU did in 2019. I get it with Joe Burrow. They ran the ball effectively. Alabama did that last year in 2020. They ran, the, guys, Najee Harris had over 350 carries. And then the season before that, we remember uh, Clemson and Trevor Etienne and all the carries and all the greatness that he had. Great teams and great offensive teams find ways to run the football effectively. It never changes. Yeah, you might have 45 passing attempts and you might have 37 runs, but I guarantee you those 37 runs. If the at the end of the game, if you're scoring 40, 50 points, you dominated in the running game. Period. And there's no questions about that. Uh, called the cat done, says welcome back, Blake. We uh we appreciate that. <laughs> I just got I just got a message from a friend, uh, talking about some of the Rudy Poonis. Um uh, and it was it was funny, I gotta admit. That was funny. Call the cat, what's happening? Uh Devin Stubbs says hustle loyalty and respect. Yeah, I felt I felt a lot of if you didn't see the clip, John Cena came back to the WWE last night. You can't see me. Uh I felt that way today coming back to AYS. I had that feeling. Uh, Dakota says, uh, why did they keep asking about Texas A&M rivals ha. Um, Look, Texas A&M is going to get a lot of publicity. Texas A&M is going to get a lot of hype. Guys, it's a Texas team with a lot of money. Okay, and, and regardless of – look, it doesn't matter if, if A&M's trash water, dookie water, Rudy Poonis, it doesn't matter. They're going to try to find a way to get A&M – into the mix and all of this because of the big base that LSU uh, that a- A&M has. A&M has more question marks than I believe any team, well, maybe outside of Alabama. You know, the interesting stat today was I brought this stat up a couple weeks ago but at my you know, my I didn't bring the percentage like SEC Network did today. of LSU's offensive production returns, that's without Chris Curry. That's without T.J. Finley, who started five games at quarterback, of all things. Um, That's Eric Gilbert. That's Terrence Marshall. All these guys that left either midseason, transferred, uh, regardless of what it was, you still have 82% of your roster coming back. 18 starters or technically – I mean, technically it's 20, but – However you want to slice it, 20 starters, I'm going to name them starters, but 20 starters returning, 20 of 22 starters returning. Alabama is the dead last in the SEC at 30% returning offense, or 28, or no, it wasn't 30%, it was 22% of Alabama's offensive production is returning, Guys, 22% from last season experience matters. And I think that that's what LSU is going to to thrive on this year. Uh, I was going to wait to the Rudy Poos at the end, but I'm going to get to this one. Our good friend, J-Boy, um, Jake Crane, great guy. I was in his studio. You might have saw the video about the Texas Longhorn thing that we did. It was pretty funny. I actually got like 45,000 views on Twitter. Uh, but his his uh, Twitter account got hacked. So I want all you guys to go over Twitter. It's at Boy. Um, type it in, go follow with their new account. Um, yeah, that sucks. That just, that, that sucks, man. Um, go follow him. He was with Edwards Ron today. Great follow. Got some massive things coming from J boy. Um, so yeah, go follow him. Blaine Smith says, think flot and Harris are out. Um, look, I, I don't, I don't disagree. I don't know how much Carl Flott's going to play guys. I, I, I just don't. Dwight McLaughlin, um, Elias Ricks, Derek Stingley. Um, you know, what do you do with Mike Jones? Can you put him in a slot? Yes, Sage Ryan. Look, I, I'm hearing some things our last couple of thing, uh, last couple of weeks about Sage Ryan. You got Major Burns, Jay Ward. Guys, again, if you can't cover and you struggle, you're not going to play. You're, Durante Jones will not put you in there. Uh and, and, <laughs> Just calling it like it is. Um And look, I think I I don't I just I don't know how much is gonna play. Um I think that he look and he can have a big off season and he I hope he makes me eat my words so, along with Ty Harris. Guys, you I always want upperclassmen that have dedicated to play, but when you have a guy that is better at a position, you have to play that individual. Like, it, we saw what Jay Ward's done at safety. J, Todd Harris or Jay Ward right now? And you guys know how, how high I am on him. Josh Rogers, a Buckeye, says, Blake, how in the hell are you doing? Been a minute since I've checked in. Well, we've been out, so um, there's that. Amanda says, are you still hearing rumblings of Johnson separating himself from the team? I know you've covered that on your show before. Um, yeah, and we actually talked a little bit about that tonight. I still think Max is separating himself, and I don't really think about that. Something that I've been hearing from people on that staff, from a couple of players who involuntarily have told me that. A player last week on vacation, we were checking in, we were chatting, we were just talking, uh, and, and, and in in that phone conversation, he tells me that, look, uh, Miles is really working his ass off, but it's just from a locker room, it's a lot like when Joe Burrow came in. The locker room started to Jive towards and push towards anything Joe Burrow said in, at the end of eighteen and nineteen was going to happen. Hey, go catch! Let's go catch some balls. Let's go catch some balls. Let's catch ten thousand balls. They did. They're going to do it. That same feel is building around Max Johnson. I do believe the most underrated player in the SEC, and I, I don't mean this because I cover LSU. I really, if it wasn't him, I'd tell you. I do believe the most underrated player in the entire SEC is Max Johnson I don't understand from an LSU perspective and I get it because of miles and from a national perspective they they saw what, what Max did the last two games but they, they want to see more what more do you have to see I mean do you have to see him leading the team to 80 plus points in two weeks like guys at some point the eye the eye test is going to tell you stuff Jalen Hurts when he took over, Tua Tagovailoa, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. You don't have to see too hell of a lot of much to know that this guy has the it factor. He has the it factor. Not saying that Miles doesn't, but he's gonna have to. You know, he's gonna have to unlock that. He's gonna have to find the keys to unlock that it factor that he that that we you know because the perception of Miles is is that we all feel that he has that it factor. It might just be locked down somewhere, guys. The guy Miles has a lot of athletic ability. He's got to stay healthy. He's got to focus, get his mind right, and let's go. Like some things that fans have have, have emphasized to me is that when Miles was you know during their little break, Miles was on a boat, you know, hanging out with some friends. There's nothing wrong with that. You're on break. And during that whole time, Max Johnson is with his dad going through reads and going through drills and working out. You you tell me as as a player how much that, that would hit you. I know how it hit me. So one guy goes home and's doing nothing but football, the other guy's on a boat. That doesn't sit well with teammates, man. I'm just telling you, it doesn't sit well in that locker room. Uh, Mark says J Boy News in quotes. Yeah, and they changed it. Hold on, let me find it. Um, the J Boy Show Alternate is where you can find them at J Boy Notes on Twitter. Yeah, and, and I, I'm hoping I, I'm like I'm really really hoping he uh they're able to get their account back. Man, there's nothing more devastating. I've had it happen to me. You know, I, there's nothing more devastating, guys, because we build this from the ground up. We're not backed by ESPN and all these Rudy Poos and, you know, we're just not. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, DMG in the nickel. Dwight McLaughlin in the nickel. We'll see. I think he's too – I think he's a better guy. I I think, you know, they're going to find interesting ways to get that guy on the field. But I really appreciate Ryan for sending us the super chat. Uh, We're going to work on it. We're working on some things. We're working on some things. (laughs) <laughs> Jacob Samuelson says he's ass. Who's ass? All right, go ahead, guys. Start putting in your Rudy Poos of the week. You can go ahead because we're going to take a quick break in a second. Get your Rudy Poos in the week and, and put them in there. We'll fly through it. Uh, C. King says he heard that Chris Hilton will make some noise early. I can agree with that. Look, I love Trey Palmer to death. I love Coy Moore to death. You better get your mind right, dawg. i <laughs> You better get – you better – Malik Neighbors, too. Just listen to me. Malik Neighbors, too. You better get your mind right now. You know, Ed talked about today that he feels like Mason Smith has been on LSU's roster and team for two years. He hadn't been there six months, but the way that he's out in front of everything. One one guy told me uh, about three, three months ago, I think it was, that uh, they showed up to work out. And he got there a little early to unlock, you know, to do some things. Mason Smith was the first individual there. He was 45 minutes early. They asked, they asked Mason what he's doing, and he goes, I'm just getting ready to go. You got to have that type of leadership, man. You got to have that type of leadership. There's going to be freshmen that play there. LSU's going to rotate a lot of guys in and out. You want to have the. We don't remember this because LSU offensively didn't rotate guys in and out a lot. They did a lot defensively, and something was Dave Aranda's calling card. I mean, we remember Braden Fajoco and all those guys rotating in and out on the D-line. You had uh, Damone Clark. Patrick Queen, Jacob Phillips, those guys would rotate early. Patrick Queen kind of took that over there in the middle to late part of the season. First round pick and, and look, Cardell Flott was a guy that played on the outside. Something interesting. I think that Cardell Flott, the way that that kid's going to see time, he was electric playing on the outside. Do they find a way to find to get Cardell Flott back in the uh, out of the slot? Guys, he, he, I think he led the SEC. I need to go find this. But PFF, I remember, and I know that you guys are going to correct me here, but PFF had a stat about Cardell Slot when he played on the outside that I think he only allowed like 22%, 24% completion percentage when he played on the outside. Slot's just a different beast. Playing the slot is just a different beast. So I wonder if they'll incorporate him there. All right, let's do this. I'm going to get to the rest of your comments. We'll end the show by going through your comments. Let's do this. Let's get to a quick break, and then we'll come right back, to get to every one of your comments, and then we'll get to Rudy Pooh of the week. Uh, guys, we got to talk about our good sponsor, uh, J- uh, John Patton, over at GMFS Mortgage, and our good friends over at uh, the Edwards uh, Drake Edwards Law Firm. I had somebody call me today, needed succession, needed real estate. Edward, uh, uh, Drake Edwards Law Firm really helped them out. So, guys, go over to GMFS Mortgage, save money. Uh, with John Patton two three four hundred dollars a month can save you a lot of money and I know that you guys need it and I need it everybody needs it get over to GMFS today Guys, you're thinking about buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton from GMFS Mortgage Today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234, and tell him Blake Ruffino sent you on by, and he will put you up on the top of the line. If you like saving money, GMFS, they're always doing it, and so is John Patton. GMFS, they're changing lives, and our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Drake Williams Guys, DWI, Successions, Real Estate, whatever you need and you can think of possible, you need to call G you need to call Drake Williams Law Firm today. Nine eight five three eight six seventy six hundred. That's nine eight five three eight six seventy six hundred. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rufino at AYS. Sent you on by. All right, let's get going. Let's see, somebody just sent us nine ninety nine on the Super Chat. Uh, Mark says, send us 999. I appreciate that, my good friend. Thank you very much. He says, how about Jay, big stick, Johnson and recruiting? Guys, a big feel, a very big feel from Jay Johnson. Again, a guy that um, grew up in a football household is taking football recruiting and the atmosphere that he was and, – and Jay's dad was a fantastic – had great athletes, was a great football coach. He's been around that and seen college coaches recruit, been in itself. I'm telling you, he's going to bring studs. Guys, I don't know if LSU doesn't get to Omaha. I, and to kind of Mark's point, he's bringing in the big sticks. I don't know if LSU doesn't get to Omaha. They're definitely going to be pushing for it. That's for damn sure. All right, let's see here. Um, Blaine Smith says, Max is only going to get better. No question about that. Jeremy on Facebook Live says, you don't think the quarterback battle causes tension in the locker room uh, between players wanting a certain quarterback or leader. I think it it can if you don't pick the right one. Right? So, you know, if, if you have a team that's leaning behind one guy, and I think Ed learned this early. But sometimes you can't help that. You know, like a lot of guys in 2018 wanted Justin McMillan as their starting quarterback. Joe Burrow comes in, kind of rough and iffy in the start, but he didn't even know some of the wide receivers' names. Over time, he built that. That's different with Max. Um, I think that it can if you don't pick the one that's leading the locker room. Right? Like, these guys know what Max is about. Again, I, I I told you a story. What happened last week on vacation? Kid called me. Answered the phone. He tells me that look, you know, we just started chit chatting. And, and look, I'm not the guy that's always asking about info. I just want to ch- chat with the guys. And he said, and he brought up about Max Johnson working out in Georgia with his dad because I told him we were going to Atlanta to see my brothers and sisters. And he brought it up, and I'm like, yeah, I saw it. You know, so <laughs> if he's ta- asking me if I saw it. Come on now. Marios uh, on YouTube says, I don't see Flott getting in a lot of playing time. I'd be really interested to see what happens with Cardell Flott and, you know, getting out of the slot and going outside because he was so dynamic on the outside. Guys, we remember when he was with Henry Ruggs. I think it was, what, five passing attempts that came his way against Alabama. Uh, one completion to uh, Henry Ruggs, I think it was, on the outside or – or was it Jerry Judy? I can't remember on a quick slant, but he tackled right behind that. Uh, I would be really interested to see what he can do back in a position he was really good at. But that but that means that you're going to have to move Elias Ricks. That means you'd have to move a Derek Stingley. If that's the case, then he's not going to see the playing time unless they're just rotating guys in and out there. Uh, Robert Plaisant says, you saw Chad Kaey got hired in South Carolina. I did. He's excited. He's, you know – Says he's going to recruit Louisiana heavy, but we'll see. Jay Johnson's also going to recruit Louisiana heavy more than what uh, Paul Menary did. Mayhem Santana, I like that name. Mayhem Santana. I don't think it's Max. I think it's Miles. What it's not. Look, and and that's the thing about some. You know, some fans. I mean, I, I want to know. I want to know the backing. And the logic behind starting miles. So I'm not going to get as animated as I usually do. But guys, you hired Jake Pete and the offense that he wants to run fits one style of quarterback. You hired an offensive scheme. Ed talked about you. he wants a guy that can be mobile. So, <laughs> I mean, that ain't Max. I mean, that ain't Miles. I mean... I'm not gonna say that because that kid's probably faster than I am. I love I'd love to race him. Chelsea says, what do you think of Sankey's comments? Yeah, let's get to that. Uh Chelsea brings up a good question. I wanted to talk about that too. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but Greg Sankey talked about there'll be no reschedules. There'll be no makeup games if if um for COVID nineteen and if a team tests positive for COVID, sorry about you, but they're not gonna they're not gonna make teams forfeit. Um, it, it's interesting because now that just means you have an entire season. No team is going to, you know, they talk about, they talked about roster, uh, management is done away with. You better be able to play what you, so I think that that's huge. And I think that you're going to see a lot of conferences do that. You're going to see probably the big 12 do that. I don't think that they announced that. Uh, but I was on vacation, not really listening other than the horns down bullshit. Um, which is. Let me clarify some things to some Longhorn, Longhorn fans. You, didn't, you refused to not reschedule LSU is the point that I was making. Well, play, we're, they're playing, we're trying to play Alabama in 22 and 23. I understand that. I'm using that as an example. Go right after that. Oh, so you're, you're not okay with playing two SEC teams? So, you know, the softest shit ever is, oh, we'd have to play LSU and Alabama in the same season. And welcome to the SEC West. Auburn fans laugh at you. A&M fans, you know, everybody talks about A&M. The one thing I'll agree with A&M is if you're an A&M fan, you should be laughing your ass off behind this Texas thing because, oh, we don't want to play LSU, and we don't want to play LSU and Alabama in the same scene. Welcome to the SEC West. Stop. This is how you know Texas isn't back. When your fan base is a nothing but pansy, no good, not wanting to do anything. Oh, we're going to oh, oh. Stop being soft. God, softest fan base. Uh, But I thought Greg Greg Sankey's telling you we're playing the entire season whether you like it or not. (laughs) Henry says boats and throws. Yeah. Boats and throws. But it should mean something more than that. Kenny Russell, I missed a couple of your comments. Let me get to a couple. I'm sorry, Kenny. Where's the Kenny Russell comment? There it is. He says, Kenny Russell says on Facebook Live, Coy Moore just doesn't have the foot speed to play in the slot, in my opinion, and Palmer can't catch the ball consistently. All I'm going to say is, if Trey Palmer can work out some of those issues, it, it is it is ball game. It is ball game. Um, I think Trey's going to be all right. Look, guys, I, one one person told me. Um, I know we talked about that two weeks ago. About one wide receiver has like eighty two hundred catches. The other one has like seventy nine hundred. They're working their asses off. Uh, Brandon Reese says he hopes that Mason Smith starts right away. He's not going to be starting right away. Y'all get y'all's repoos poos of the week in here. I'll get y'all Rudy Pooh in the week in here. Brand Reese puts when he says Rudy Pooh of the week. Texas crying about horns down. Horns should be penalized too. Yeah, look, there's soft. It's just such a soft, um, way to go about things. Here's another misconception about this whole Texas thing too. If you think that Texas boosters and Texas themselves didn't go to the Big 12 saying, oh, my God, (laughs) no, oh, my God, we don't want the horns down. The Big 12 didn't make this up by themselves, right? Like the Big 12 didn't just come out one day out of the ether and says, you can't do the horns down. Texas is pushing this. The, I mean, look, we can say what Oklahoma is, what Oklahoma is. The biggest fan base, the biggest, you know, the biggest school from a prestige standpoint in the Big 12 is Texas. They're going to align with everything that they say. This and this both should be penalized. If you're listening on the podcast, that's the horns up and the horns down. Soft, as, as Stefan says here, as Charmin tissue paper. And Devin says, S-O-W-F-T, soft. I agree with that. Lyle Johnson says, hashtag Rudy Pooh of the week is Greg McElroy. Yeah, I, you know, and, and Lyle Johnson says the same Rudy Pooh of the week being to Greg McElroy. I really didn't, you know, I, I kind of just thought that that Greg, you know, I thought he was kind of, I don't know, how non-biased a little, but today, man, good Lord. Nookie says Rudy Pooh of the Week to the ESPN FPI giving LSU a two percent chance to win the West. I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. What a what a damn sh- this joke. Uh Derek says everybody outside Louisiana sleeping on LSU can't wait to laugh at him. Me too. And Nookie says Coach O did a great job with the answer of the Bo Pelini. Yeah, and and, and look, um, That should shut guys up like Moscona, right? Like, come on. Blaine Smith says, give me your starting offensive line for LSU. Right now, I mean, it's going to be the exact same outside of Cam Wire being your left tackle for now, or can Doomerville go over there? Uh, Left guard, Ed Ingram, Shanahan at center, um, Heinz. And or Anthony Bradford, and obviously Austin Deakins. That's my that's my five. That's my five. Let's see, let's get to more, a couple more of these Rudy Poo's of the week. Kenny Russell says Alabama, Florida, and A and M are the only ones talking about what Kenny. Let's See here, what else we got on Rudy Poo's of the week? Um, Chelsea Roberts on Periscope says, Rudy Poo to Mullen win, uh, whining about the permanent SSU West opponents. All right, I'm going to go in the minority on this one. So, and I, I get what LSU fans are saying, right? And about Dan talking about the permanent, you know, the permanent thing. I, here's the way I took that. and Because in the context of the question he was asked, an Alabama reporter asked Dan Mullen, you know, hey, it's been 10 years since you played Alabama in the regular season, what do you think about that? Or Florida has played, not Dan Mullen, but Florida has played Alabama in the regular season. I do understand what he's talking about, right? Meaning, I, because LSU has the same issue. So let me throw this out. LSU has not played the University of Kentucky. The University of Kentucky since 2007 in a, in a regular season, right? I think that's right. Yeah, 2007, right? No, it can't be that long. Is it that long? Cuz Kentucky hasn't come to Baton Rouge and LSU has not gone uh to the Bluegrass. Guys, it might be that long since LSU has played Kentucky. When you do have a permanent uh uh cross division opponent, I I, I do understand that, right? Like it's taken what and somebody correct me because I didn't look this up. Um, Because I still – I'm thinking – I don't think LSU has played Kentucky. I think it's been 2007. So, with all of that being said, I understand what he's saying, right? Like, that that's a bit tough. I mean, you go that long and not – and, and I, I kind of agree with Dan on this. Like, hey, man, we want to go into the state of Alabama. We want to go into the state of Texas. Guys, they're not. I mean, outside of last year, I get what he's trying to say. But you're, you know, that's a COVID year. That doesn't happen every year. I get what it sounded like, right? Like I get what it sounded like, but it did sound a little soft. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of split on the Dan Mullen thing, right? Like, I'm just, I'm just a little, I'm a little split. Um, let's see here. Ryan Tibbets says. LMAO at Blake Sound Like Kevin Hart. No, God. Oh, God, please, no. <laughs> I watched that this. Week. I, I, it was on TV or YouTube or Netflix or something, and I watch it, dude. It, Kevin Hart, that shit's so funny. Uh C King says, Hashtag Madmuscorn is Rudy Poo of the Week for interviewing two Florida players in a South Carolina dude. We don't want to hear from them. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit rough. Cole Adams says, if Max takes the reins. He will have beat out an elite SEC quarterback. Let the games begin. So I, I'm going to say this, Cole, and I, I, I disagree here, right? Like, Max John, uh, Miles Brennan's not an elite SEC quarterback. We need to be more careful in what we talk about when we say the word elite. Here's the elite quarterbacks that we've seen in the past. Cam Newton in college was elite. Dak Prescott is last year, whether you like it or not, elite. Johnny Manziel, elite. Um, Tim Tebow, elite. Kyler Murray, elite. Uh, not, uh, Patrick Mahomes really wasn't elite. I mean, he did some good things at Texas Tech. He wasn't elite. Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, whether you like Trevor Lawrence or not. Um, Vince Young, Matt Leonard. Those are elite quarterbacks. Miles Brennan, With all due respect, Max Johnson included, has absolutely no bearings, nor does he have anything to back on. Guys, give me reasons why you believe that Miles Brennan is an elite quarterback. I mean, when you say the word elite, like... That's the whole thing about all this. Like Sometimes we just use these words, and I'm not getting this on call about this, but we use these words and say things that do we really mean them, right? Like do we really mean the word elite here? All right, a couple more we're going to get on out of here. 52 minutes. Actually, we might go a little extended. (laughs) I see a lot of uh, Rudy Poos the weed from Matt Moscona. I understand it. I understand it. Uh, There we go. Chris Barnhill says LSU played them in 2014 or 15. Um, Let's see this. LSU football versus Kentucky history. Let's see. When was the last time they played? Actually, right, 2014, that's, oh, yeah, the 41-3 game. So, 2000 and, no, it was 2011, too, they played. Still going a pretty good amount of time. Yep, so it was 14, so I was wrong there. Good call, good call. See, I didn't remember that. I did not remember that. Oh, yeah, we did play him in eleven. See, see something so when people ask, so let, let me shed a little light behind, behind the scenes curtain here. When you don't research stuff like this is how prepared I get before the show. When I don't research something, you will hear the following words. Guys, bean check me because I did not research it. <laughs> it's one thing. 41-3, yep, there we go. I remember that 11 game. Actually, I don't really, only thing I remember about that 2011 game uh, is when Tyra Matthew the strip fumble touchdown. So see, yeah, I got to prepare myself. I got to prepare myself. Jacob Sammonson says Miles Brennan is not elite SEC quarterback. Burrow is elite. Uh, I, correct, correct. I mean, I mean, come on, man. Like, are we talk? We're Max Johnson is an elite right now. Like, I, I mean, come on, man. We we use that word a little too a little too much. Josh, I saw Josh Blount uh, says Price or Emery. I think I think Price is going to get the fir- the the first snap. I mean, and when I say that, I guess it's really depending on what the first play in the formation is. Do these running backs get out of camp um, healthy? Does the O line get out healthy, guys? One thing that that was successful about nineteen is this. The, the, I mean, they stayed very healthy. So, there we go. Yeah, I, see, 2014. I See, I forgot about that game. I forgot about the blowout. One game that, you know, what's funny about that is one game that that <laughs> Les Miles scored 41 and played above his, uh, the team played above their head, like not down to the level of opponent. Uh, Daniel says, I think it's Miles because Coach O would have told him to look around at this point. I, I, I don't know about that. I I don't know about that. I mean, look, O wants competition. A lot of people – I'm going to say this. I might have to clip this. So, we're at the 56-minute mark. Look, I'm going to say this. A lot of fans and a lot of people believe that LSU or Coach O owes Miles Brennan something. Guys, there's a reason Joe Burrow came in here. Yeah, Ed saw the talent, Ed saw everything. To bring him in here in 2018, we remember what happened in 18. We would definitely remember what happened in 19. Miles Brennan has had his chances. He's had the entire 2020 season. I get the COVID stuff. He still was a starter, got hurt. I know the 2018 stuff. He got beat out by Burrow. He still got hurt in that season. Joe Burrow with the you know the injuries in the Alabama game, you only have one scholarship quarterback that can go out there. There's a lot of stuff that we have not seen from Miles Brennan. A lot of stuff. Ed has given uh Miles Brennan all the opportunities. All the opportunities to be the starter. If he wins if he wins this quarterback race, if he wins it, that's one thing. But kids in that locker room are saying that, you know, look, it Max is their guy recall that's not me saying that. It's individuals I talk to. So what does LSU or Ed Orgeron owe to Miles Brennan? Well, Blake, he stayed. Well, shit, guys, he's had five seasons. He doesn't owe – Ed doesn't owe him anything. I, I hate to say it like that, but when you, get, when you get chance after chance after chance after chance after chance, and you're not the starter, who is it? He couldn't beat out Danny Etling. Remember, everybody trashed Danny Etling, Joe Burrow, uh, uh, and now it looks like it's going to be Max Johnson. That's that's three quarterbacks that you couldn't, that this kid couldn't beat out right now. So what do you owe him? Let the kid go in there. Let the kid compete. Southern Miss, Tulane, who Baylor, whoever in the root. And, and look, Brendan has two seasons, and LSU is playing their cards right. Do you really think that Miles Brennan's going to transfer when he's got Raisin Kane sponsoring him? Just because Raisin Cane's is sponsoring Miles Brennan doesn't mean anything either about him starting. Doesn't mean two Rudy Poos. It could mean for depth, too. You have two quarterbacks that can win you football games. The biggest lie in all of sports, in my opinion, is you can't lose your job after you got injured, meaning a kid got injured. Uh, a guy came in, played really well, and then the guy you got to give the other guy who was good the opportunity. That's not true. If a guy gets hurt and a good prospect comes up and starts dealing, somebody's going to lose their job. Somebody's going to lose their job. I'll give a a case, an example from a college football realm: Ohio State, Cardell Jones. Injuries don't mean a Rudy Pooh. When a guy comes in and performs the way that they can perform and they do elite stuff. Just telling you. Change change my mind. You know the the this was it Steven Crowder? Isn't that the guy who's, you know, not going into politics, but that guy, you know. Um, so we'll see. Uh, Ryan Thibodeau says, uh, sends us two bucks and says, Could uh, could Coy motion out of the backfield that he could. You remember Alex Adams did that on the touchdown? uh drive by Max Johnson in the spring game. Uh Brian sends us four ninety nine on Super Chats on YouTube. Appreciate that. He said, did you see the catcher double Jay talked into coming to LSU from uh from Live Oak. Yeah, I saw that. A lot of people like him too. I like him too. And something I didn't even talk about because we just had so much with uh media days is Travis talks about big commitment from uh Citizen, the running back out of uh, the west side of the state. Yep, big-time commitment. Going to talk about a little bit more recruiting tomorrow because we just had so much we had to get into today. C. King says, A certain segment of the LSU fan base loves Miles Brennan because he fits the narrative of what they think an LSU quarterback should look like. It's true. You know, it's funny that the molds and the things that Ed's changed around here, it's crazy to me what people... And I think C C hits the, the nail on the ha, uh the hammer on the nail here in reference to what's actually going on. Guys, you we don't owe this man anything. Not one Rudy Pooh thing. Two more we're getting out of here. Uh Jamie says Miles is about to get Wally pipped. Could. Or look, he could come out here and he could deal. Jacob says old dude hit four twenty nine and have more triples than doubles his uh this season. That absolutely nasty as a catcher. Yeah, and you know what it is, too? He has more hits than Alex (laughs) Milazzo. Period. Guys, it has been fantastic being back. Um, I'm hoping to have some big news before football season, Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Um, We are doing some good things. It was more than just a vacation, Um, so... Well, we'll leave it there. But until then and until tomorrow, we're going to be guesting back up. We haven't been guesting in a while just for my own reasons, but we'll be bringing some guests back in. Sean Merriman, uh, the former NFL player, is going to be joining us Wednesday. Uh, we'll get some more guests in here. Definitely get some more guests. But until then, guys, we will see you all soon. You all have a good night. Peace out. Oh, uh, uh, what did I say? What do I say about Girl Scouts at the end? See, you're gone for a week and you forget. Peace out, Girl Scouts.